Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 227. And away. Wait. Go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a mold breaker. Strip planning to war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 227 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, back at the helm at Michael J. Putty, joined this time, as always, Hollywood assassin himself. Marcus Davenport Schwan the Fourth. So you're to- feeling good today. You're feeling good today because Welcome. you're you're dicking around already right off the bat on my name. Hollywood assassin himself, Mark Schwan. Unlike dickhead here. What did I'm I get wrong? I said exactly today. the same thing. I am like we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks, and I thought we would have a nice, pleasant exchange. That's why I gave you the full full of the intro. I gave you the full like all your titles. That, 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 that was that was not that, that was not a good intro at all. I thought it was you, fantastic. Need, you need work. I don't know what's wrong you with it. You need to work. Am I green? You're pretty. Am I a little green? Am I a little green? I was going to say, you're pretty green. You're pretty green. <laughs> Do I, should I follow some shitty notes? Should I follow a fucking shitty notes written by a kid? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be one of those shows. Uh, We're drinking right now. It's going to be one of those shows. Where's the internet? Give them, give them the shitty notes. Anyway, yeah, it's been a couple weeks, Mark. Uh, three weeks ago, you were off. I did the show with Too Good. That show was awesome. Two weeks ago, you did the show with uh, AJ Pan. And then last week, we took off for Columbus Day. So we're back at the home. Reunited, my friend. Reunited. Yeah, I, you know, I guess I, I, I have to get Satujan on on air one day. I mean, you, you had your boys on, and I was stuck with AJ Pan. I was, again, forced to be polite. Uh, I got through it. It was a very good show. It was actually one of the highest rated shows in, in all of shot wrestling history. That can't be true. So you want to check that out. That can't be true. I mean, it's, that can't be I, true. I, I, I don't lie. I don't lie. You look at the numbers. Just look at the numbers. And then uh, since, you, since you brought it up, Marcus, I want to apologize again to... AJ Pan, one, thank you for your time. And um, that's pretty much the voice, the, the guy running the show here. I want to apologize for the lack of respect. Lack of respect? Shown we were very respectful by, to each other. By Mar- No, you were very rude and condescending. You were a very smug arsehole. Uh, <laughs> Am I being smug? I asked some simple I, questions. I played, I played a clip. I, I, asked, I, I played a clip. I asked some layup questions. I asked him simply, what makes you the guiding light, right? I played a clip that, of it, it, and it was just very... Very condescending, and it was throughout the whole show. And I only record one clip because Instagram only does fifty nine seconds. So, um, uh, AJ Pan, thank you for your time, and hopefully next time you're on the show, I will be here and uh, shower you with the respect you deserve. Okay, okay, you're just going to suck up to him. No big deal. I, I'm, I'm called, here. I'm acting, I'm acting as a journalist. Called respect. And, and we all know, we know your acting sucks. The, your acting sucks. My acting sucks. Wow. Wow. Give, I'm, Look at the. I'm gonna give you some notes. <laughs> okay, give me some notes. You're a little green. Let me give you some notes. I'm, I'm a little green? Yeah. I know. I suck at ad lib. so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the, rails are coming off, the rails are coming off already. It's only three minutes in. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it must suck being a failed actor, huh? Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. AJ Pan. Pandemic. Yeah, AJ Pan. Um, again, thank you for your time. So, yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't reach out to uh, your set season squad. 
like Naya. Is, I, you know what? All right, am I going? Am I going to do it? I'm, I'm going to throw someone underneath the bus right now. He's he's uh, Abel, I was supposed. Abel, I was supposed to do the show with. Oh, you went there, huh? Yeah, I was supposed to do the show with Green Man. Uh, something happened in the last minute. He said, "Man, I'm sorry. I hate to do this to you, but I, it doesn't like to do a show." Uh, and that was like 10:25. I was going to do a show at 10:30. Yeah. I was like, uh, 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 cool, man. Uh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, I got this. Yeah. I've been there so, um, many a times. I've been victim of that last minute. So I'm, oh, I can't make yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm scrambling. Sorry, a, Green a, Man. A, I, lo- I, I, love, I love Green Man. I love Green Man. I'm not hating on him. That's a PSA. So don't, I'm, have, I'm, don't have kids. They just ruin everything. I get it. Shit happens. Yeah. So, you know, I just want Messenger because it's pretty late. I hate messaging people when it's so late. It's a Friday night. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily know who's around. So I just saw, like, you know, who's available in the chat. And I saw, all right, I guess the governor, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out. He was like the one person I knew that knew about wrestling that was on there. I said, hey, buddy, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Captain Clutch, AJ Penn. What are you, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, don't ask me that ever again. I, mean, I, get, I get a little creeped out sometimes. You're so it works. So honestly, AJ, uh, thank you for coming through. You, you want to bring back the Mark Schwann show? Do a one-man show? I don't do one-man shows, man. I, I'm not a big fan of the one-man shows. Oh, because I, I retired the Schwann and only show. Oh, man. I miss doing them sometimes, especially when I'm just talking to you. I'm like, oh, man, I, I could have been by myself. <sighs> anyway, Mark. I'm ignoring you. I'm ignoring you now. All right, Marcus, anything you want to talk about? Or, like, the show is already off the rails. So The show is already off the rails. Let, let's, let's go into wrestling. This is what people really want to see here, what they really want to listen to. Let's give them what they want. Let's talk about some wrestling. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Putty. So, looks like this could be it for the New Day. As we saw on SmackDown, they had their farewell match. Uh, so, Kofi and Xavier Woods, uh, they were drafted by Monday Night Raw, as we saw. And Big E, he's going to remain on SmackDown. It's being reported that WWE wants to continue with Big E's singles push, uh, but... They want him to be more serious. They want him to stay away from the comedy. Do you feel like this is a mistake on WWE's part? Because I feel like this is who Big E is, and this is what made him successful. Um, I'm sorry, Mark. Is that a real question? Of course it is. Huge mistake. Okay? The rumor was, I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, because it's been a couple weeks. There was talks last draft of having Kofi Kingston go to Raw, Big E stand SmackDown, Xavier Woods manage both of them. So there's still the faction, the New Day, but they're split on two different brands. Okay. I could ride with that. That's fine. Yeah. I was that, never... that could be doable. Not a big fan of that either, but that's no, more doable than what they're doing right now. I've never been a huge fan of the New Day. Really? But they're very entertaining. I like watching them. They're so right? entertaining. They're so entertaining. Even my wife, who, who hates wrestling, uh, she'll watch New Day. She actually listened to the podcast so, um, when they're talking about Black Lives Matter because they're not only just entertaining, but... They're pretty smart dudes. Very smart. Yeah. What, David Woods has a PhD or going for his master's or something yeah. like that? PhD, yeah. So they're very fun, loving guys. The crowd loves it. They eat that shit up. And um, someone made a good point. When the New Day usually comes out first, and when their opponents come to the ring, you can see them dancing in the ring. Right. They're having fun. They're loving it. So I don't mind them splitting up the New Day. Okay. But to turn Big E serious, we saw this already. When he was Big E Langston, when he was a Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. He had a nice right. brief run with the IC title for a little bit. 
He wasn't getting over. No one gave a fuck about Biggie Langston. What got him over was his personality, his charm, his funniness, his wit, his humor. If you, if you strip that down, if you strip that away from him, he's just another big man. Now, we won't, exactly. we won't mm, forget preach. about it. We won't forget about it. We'll, we'll know that's him. So you can't completely repackage him in a totally new character. You got to keep Big E, Big E. But if you want to be, because we've seen him like kind of serious and stern during the brief time that Kofi was away, his feud with Sheamus. That's okay. If you want to make a hybrid of Big E, and, but don't completely take away who he is. That, that's what got him over. See, now the, that's what made people love about now him. Now the thing is, sorry to cut you off here, buddy, but oh, yeah, like, I, I, I want to touch on a point. Do it all the time. I, I want to touch on a point you're talking about right here. Um, because I think you're bringing up a really good one right now. If you want to have Big E be considered like a serious contender for the World Heavyweight Championship, you don't necessarily change his character because that's what gets him over. That's what, that's what sells merchandise, right? But if you want that serious aspect of him, then put him in serious storylines. Put him in storylines where it forces him to get a little bit serious but still stay true to himself. Like the whole thing with Sheamus. I think, I think this like the whole the thing with Sheamus. I, nice balance. The balance is there. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it, it comes down to the story. Don't switch up the character altogether. You, you, you let him be him, but you, you give him compelling storylines. That's what you do. And when the- hey, Listen, New Day wasn't always jumping around and playing, playing trombone with him, throwing out pancakes all the time. When they got serious, they got serious. When the New Day was in the ring and Stephanie came out to do the next round of draft picks, I, that's what I figured they were doing, splitting up, splitting up the New Day on two different shows. Not completely splitting up the new day, right? So um, I know they're big, hot, they're high on Big E. They want to give him a singles push during Kofi's injury. They tried to do that with the whole Sheamus thing. Kind of held his own. Now he is on his own. Let's see where he can go. Hopefully they don't drop the ball and fuck it up. Another thing I, I have to say is like, you know, with Roman coming back the way he came back, right? And here's another great example of just being yourself. Like Roman Reigns, I feel like he's being more true to himself than what he was for the last few years or what they were trying to package him as. Cause we listen to us as fans, we see through bullshit and they were feeding us bullshit with Roman Reigns for a long time. We saw that this is a truer version of who Roman is and, or at least like, at least that's what it's perceived to be. And he's so over, he's like red hot, red hot. There, there's no touching Roman Reigns right now. He's in a whole other level. And then Paul Heyman said recently, look, we haven't even seen, the levels of as far as where Roman Reigns could go. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I, and I can't wait to see. But with that being said, you know, um, I feel like that hurts Big E in a way. Because I feel like when they turn Big E to that singles push, they were trying to groom him to be in a World Heavyweight Championship spot. But, you know, you, you, you have what you have in SmackDown. And I don't, see, I don't see the equation where Big E fits into that World Heavyweight Championship figure. I mean, like, he, if they put him, if they build him to be like the next opponent uh, after Jey Uso, uh, then Big E is going to get buried. Yeah, it's all about timing. I don't see him. Getting, it's all about timing. I don't see him getting pushed right away to face Roman Reigns. Um, he might have another try at the IC title, maybe. See how see how that goes, and then maybe push him to the once this whole Roman Reigns tribal chief thing initially dies down a little bit. I think he'll fit in fine. I don't see it dying down, man. I I just see it again to a whole other level. A Roman Reigns being where he once, is no, saying, right now. The initial I, I, push. It was Paul Heyman. Once Roman finally loses. With he, Goldberg? <laughs> yeah, right. Once Roman Reigns loses, he's flawed. He could be defeated, blah, blah, blah. Then we can get the Big E Roman Reigns feud. Because like you said, if you do it now, we know he's not going to win. 
No, no Big e, we know Big E's not going to win with, against especially Roman if it's, you know, like, some sort of character change along with that, and you just he's buried. Yeah. he's done. So he's um, I said, don't drop the ball. Yeah, exactly. Let's pace pace ourselves. Take a one feud at a time. Don't push him right away because then that's where chaos erupts. Oh, well said, brother. Well exactly. said. All right, so moving on to the news. Raw Underground. It's over, man. It is over. It's officially canceled. Uh, apparently, it had to stop due to COVID-19 reasons. Uh, that was the reason earlier before. Apparently, people were getting sick. Uh, but with all the extras and all the talent around, uh, they didn't want to They didn't necessarily want to take any unnecessary chances with all that's yeah, been going on in the enough. world. So, obviously, that had to come to a stop. Putty, are you going to miss it? I don't believe I'm going to say this, but yeah, I think I am. Wow. Really? I don't, I don't think Go on. I don't think Raw Underground is dead. I think once it's no. cleared up, I think eventually it'll come back in some shape or form. I don't think it's done. Because eventually I started growing into it. I started liking it to the fact where we got to see a different side of people's styles. We got to see a different side of people's characters. And it was a nice little break. It didn't last too long. It was short little clips of random shoot fights, air quotes. It wasn't too bad. I got to see my beautiful uh, Brianna Brandy there. So Listen to episode too good. It was a good show. We talked about it all the time. Thanks for not listening to the show when you're not on it. Oh, wait. I know what you're talking about. Got it. Got it. So, yeah, I'm going to miss it a little bit. I thought it would be a nice showcase of new talent like Dabo Kato, Arturo's Raw. Yeah, so what happens with him now? They're both on Raw now. So I don't know what happens to them. Then I talked about this, like how Dabo Kato had to beat Braun Strowman because if Braun Strowman wins, it kind of squashes the whole gimmick of Monday Night, of Raw Underground. And now it's not coming back. Right. So once... Does he go back to NXT? Does, does he get more training? Like, he's well, got a great look. He's on Raw. He's on the Raw roster. He got drafted to Raw. I missed that. It ha- Everyone did. It was on Raw Talk. So I don't know what happens with them, but yeah, I'm going to miss Raw on the ground. It was a nice little... It was different. Okay, I'll go with you on that. It was different. It was very different. It, the, the closest thing that we probably saw something I'm going to cut you off now. Probably... I'm going to cut you okay. off now. I do think it would have gotten stale if it kept happening week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's what this is. This is the time you showcase new talent. Give them like, give them a little snippets. See what they can do. It then... makes me wonder what they were leading to. And yeah, I exactly, feel like yeah. they were leading to something, and I, and I it feels like like one of those TV shows. It's a brand new pilot. You, you, you're kind of digging it a little bit. You don't know where it's going, and boom! All of a sudden, it's canceled. You don't get to find out. I, I feel like that's what happened with Raw Underground. It had moments. It had moments for sure. It, it felt a little bit random at first. Yeah, totally random. Like, you know, you have this regular format of, of wrestling that you're used to seeing, and then boom, all of a sudden you have strippers and Shane McMahon yelling, uh, co- all coked out, and you have. <laughs> well, the strippers, are, the strippers are only the first episode. Yeah, first episode. Oh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. like the first episode. And, and like, you're just like, what, what, what is going on here? <laughs> are we back in 1999? Like, what's up? Is this a, a, a bra for all on, on steroids? I did notice that during the Raw Underground days, or weeks, Spider, as Shane called them, the referee, wasn't refereeing regular matches. He was strictly on Raw Underground. Mm, good eye. So now does he come back as a regular referee? Because his spot was filled in pretty quickly. What happens to the Spider now? I'm worried about Spider. That's what, all I'm saying. What, is, what does Shane McMahon do next? Does he just get off? Does he does, does he just do whatever the hell he wants now? Does he do something? Does he care? On Raw? Does he care? Does he care? I mean, that's, a good, that's another good question. Does he care? The man's rich. Yeah, he has a beautiful family. He's comfortable. He he thoroughly enjoys doing projects outside WWE. This is a- I also feel like though he's he's like a thrill seeker. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he's addicted to that stuff. That stuff. I feel like this is a new he's... concept, whole new thing. 
and he he'd be the face of it. He probably would have loved yeah. to be the love to do it. I you know I I may have to agree with you. I I don't necessarily feel like it's like dead dead. I don't think they bring it back completely. I, I think they have to bring they'll do something because they want to do something different. And it was we don't necessarily know if it was a, a fail or it was a success. Exactly. It, it never yeah. got to the point where we could tell because they didn't, but, they didn't stop know, it because it sucked. It stopped it because no, of COVID nineteen. So we wouldn't know that it, what happened. People were talking about it clearly, yeah. and, it, and it people was, were talking about the uh, XFL, my friend. That was dead and buried due to the COVID nineteen. Look what happened now. I went for the I Rock mean, to buy Raw on the ground. Yeah, the Rock yeah, comes you, out. You are, are you going to get like a Rock jersey, a Rock XFL jersey? You know they're going to make that. Mark, they don't. They don't they're not, not going to make that. Mark, okay. Let me just see if they're doing that right now. Google. <laughs> oh God, we got to move on then. All right, so PWI Women's 100. It came out. It's official. Uh, I just want to give a special shout out to Faye Jackson. BCW is very own. Uh, she made her debut this year at 41. Nice. Which was really damn high, man. Yeah. Especially for a debut. Like, she beat out Natalia. She beat out a lot of people in WWE. Yeah. Um, well, she's been, she's been making weeks. She's been fighting all over the world. She yeah. Had, she had a great 2019. You know, listen, much love to Faye. I yeah. always had nothing but love for her. And Me too. You know, seeing her, well, yeah, well, for you for other reasons. Um, <laughs> she keeps breaking my heart, though. She keeps breaking my heart. <laughs> But, you know, seeing her perform live, I mean, she's she's something special. If you haven't seen her before, I mean, listen, guys, there's a lot of wrestling to go around. But indie wrestling really is where the heart and soul is at. And uh, you'll see something special there with Faye Jackson. But, you know, I want to break down the top five here real fast. Uh, so it's all WWE, the top five. Are you surprised? A little bit. A little bit. I'm not going to lie. Again, because this is worldwide. Uh, so we have number five, Sasha Banks. Number four, Charlotte Flair. Number three, Asuka. Number two, the mom, Becky Lynch. And number one, you're going to love this, Bailey. I'm sorry, Marcus. What did you say the number one was? Can you please repeat that, Mark? Mark, can you please repeat what number one was? I didn't hear you. You want to cut number one. The number one. I'm sorry, Mark. What? Your, it was your girl. I'm sorry, Mark. What? Bailey. I'm sorry, Mark. Bailey. What? One more time, please. Uh, it was me that I was wrong Miss, this whole Miss... year. Miss inconsistent. Oh, the first half of the year. Miss inconsistent. The first half of the year. I've been praising Bailey since you this have. fucking thing has started. Bailey so and Sasha you, Banks has carried that right. company on their back and sh- rocket launched it to whatever word I'm looking for. I don't have notes in front of me. It was just I've been praising Bailey since uh beginning, Mark. And what have you said? Oh, Bailey's doing great stuff. It's just she's not consistent. Her character is not consistent. She's, she doesn't. She's not consistent. And, and that's what I said. I, you know, and, and I and I still stand by what I said in the very beginning. But I, listen, Bailey has performed to a whole other level. This is the best Bailey I, I've ever seen. Uh, I feel like that she's. You have to give it her credit. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping on the Bailey bandwagon right now because a you know, whole a tough, year as champion, a tough year, fantastic. Right. Twenty twenty. Listen, twenty twenty, hard ass year. Pandemic, no fans. You had Becky Lynch all of a sudden leaving because she's a mom. Or becoming a mom. Charlotte Flair, leaving because she's injured. Who's next? And Bailey took that and ran away with it, man. I, well, I, I, think, I think credit goes to Sasha Banks for helping along with that, with her transitioning to her being a heel character. But, man, and, and Michael Cole as well. But Bailey has done a fantastic job. She has been consistent. She what, has been, which is something I've been looking for. What, what do they and say? And I'm enjoying it. What does every former WWE person say when they join a new promotion and cut a shoot promo on WWE, Bailey grabbed that brass ring, stole the opening, and took it to the end zone. Bailey's been doing a fantastic job. 
And that is why she was the number one pick on SmackDown. Rightfully so. Man, Rightfully so. I can't, I, can't even, I can't even fathom who else I would have picked as number one for the women's list because Bailey has been – I would have put Sasha Banks higher because I think they are kind I, of a package I would, have, I, would, I would have put Sasha Banks higher too. Um, Asuka I probably would have ranked maybe – it would have been Asuka or Sasha Banks. I would make two or, uh, the two spot right there. I'm I was surprised Becky Lynch was yes, too. I was surprised she was in that, that high. Yeah, and this is this is not hate on Becky Lynch, but like you know, what what does she really do this year? Yeah, she had what that one few. I don't know what she did with the Royal Rumble, but I know she had that. She had a few with Oscar going to the Royal Rumble, and then she had a feud with uh, Shayna Baszler going to Mania. Now it's pretty much right. it, right? Right. I mean, that, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, okay, technically, I think she did wrestle while being pregnant, which is pretty badass. We'll give her tell that. it to the kid. Tell it to the kid, right? Uh, tell it to Seth. Um, but I, I don't know. Did it be number two, which she only did like what a handful of matches, and then Charlotte Flair being ranked where she was at too. Like, I don't know. I, I just and I love Charlotte Flair. We, we all know how I feel about Charlotte Flair. I, I think she's the best of all time. But again, I mean, looking at the body of work that she did this past year, you know, she's injured, and it's not a knock on her. But you know, we had other women that step up. To be number four, I mean, I, I would even put. You know, other women, other promotions higher than that. I was waiting for Mark. Who who should have been in there, Mark? What AEW woman should have been in the top five? You know, honestly, I don't know if I'd put an AEW woman in top five. I mean, I, I think very highly of Britt Baker. I enjoy her work. But again, she was someone that was out for a bit. But I do give Britt Baker credit. Like, even while she was out on injury, she was putting her character over with those vignettes and those promos. So I could <sighs> give her credit with that. And Rebel. Yes, and, and Rebel. Reba, as she likes to call her. I would probably put Jordan Grace in the top five. Really? Yeah, no, I mean, really, I mean, she's, you want to talk about consistency. I mean, she's someone that's been consistently performing at a high level and impact over and over and over again. Uh, and I, I mean, like going on the body of work for this year, I mean, she's done more than Charlotte. She's done more than Becky Lynch. Jordan Grace, number 12, by the way. Very surprised. Uh, this woman is one of the best in-ring competitors basically in the world right now. She was a former world champion this year. Circumstances led her to not be champion anymore. Does not have a home. But number seven, Tessa Blanchard. Like, yeah, the, I wonder the, the the credentials going into these rankings. You obviously, know, obviously, not in ring work because Tessa Blanchard hasn't wrestled in God knows how long. Again, like you know, Tessa Blanchard, someone you know, in touch talking about in ring work. You know, you can say whatever you want about her outside the ring. Like, listen, I know there's a whole lot of controversy going around her. I get it, but you know, her body of work. Uh, you can't it can't be ignored she's very good at what she does but again you know what has she done this year yeah that's not saying. a whole lot to be, to be oh, ranked wait. number seven i think that's wild is this 2020 based on what the calendar year of 2019 is it i i, I don't that, know that, 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 that's what i'm trying to figure out the the, the uh credentials here is it because we're just basing this on 2020 then why they're coming out in the middle of the year uh towards the end of the year i'm trying to think of the time span of eligible eligibility here but if it's 12 months, then, all right, Tessa Blanchard won a world champion. She was the first female to do that. Main invented a couple of things. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if that's the case, if, if that's the case, then, then yeah, of course. I mean, Tessa Blanchard belongs up there. I still, I, I don't know if I'd put Becky Lynch in the top five there, though. I wouldn't. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember necessarily what she did from October till then. You know, she was kind of losing steam at one point, it's especially towards the end of 2019. Like, it was just like, oh, okay. Kind of over it. Mayu Iwatani. Number ten just edged out Ray Ripley, by the way. Ray Ripley, I I think would be someone that'd be a little bit higher too. Yeah, she's got a good year. Listen, she's eventually going to be number one at one point. 
Can't wait to she's, see. She's I, got all the tools. Can't wait to see where Big Mommy Cool ends up next year. <laughs> I had a feeling you were to say that. Still waiting for uh, Big Papa Party. Still waiting for that phone call. Do you think like anyone else got robbed on here or no? Like any, anyone that we've seen in the indies? <sighs> Don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, you know, we, we had very... we had a couple of people. We had a couple of people that we interviewed on there. We had uh, we had Davian that was that was ranked on there. Very curious to see um, where uh, my girls Vanity and uh, we also Fish... had Thunder Rosa on there. Vicious Vicky end up next year. They're, I think they might make the waves coming up. Yeah, you listen, Vicious Vicky for sure is someone that to keep an eye on. Yeah, you know, I, I think absolutely. Well, she pretty much she pretty much started off in wrestling a little bit before we did in a commentary. So like. Oh, so you know, she's we, we, still, do you think she? But she's not green, though. She's far from green. Yeah, she's far from green. And, she, and she's isn't got, she like winning championships wherever she goes? Right. So I mean, she's got a great look. She's, think, she's next year. I think she's going to definitely crack that list. She she has a character down pat. In time after time after time, when I see her in the ring, I mean, she's always getting better and better and better. You know, so I I, I think Vicious Vicky is someone that you could definitely keep an eye on. Uh, Vanity, as you said too. I mean, obviously knocks out of park every single time. So, you know, I, I mean, dude, listen, I mean, it's a great time for wrestling, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's coming back. So there's indie wrestling that's coming back. Uh, definitely something to check out if, uh, if you're bored of the same old crap on TV. But, buddy, that's all I got for the news. Congratulations to John Cena for getting married. What's up? Is that official? He got married? Yeah, he got married. The guy who said he'd never get married, but then changed his mindset he would get married, he's now married. To, to a Nikki Bella lookalike. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Reggie Bush married a Kim Kardashian lookalike. So he did. That's true. John, that's true. John Cena, that, no problem. I find that awkward when like you get married to someone that looks like an ex. I mean, that should red, that should wave like red flags right there. But who am I to say? John Cena, wish you a happy marriage. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Reggie Bush fan, and I was so I followed. Not many I, left. I followed him on uh, social media, and then I started following his wife because I thought his wife is a beautiful woman. And, you know, I'm a perv. So I'm scrolling through Instagram one day, and I see, oh, Kim Kardashian posted this hot picture of her in like a bathing suit on the beach somewhere. I'm like, oh, shit, nice. It wasn't Kim Kardashian. It was fucking his wife. I'm like, holy shit. What? You got trolled. I got trolled. <laughs> so uh, props, basically, and more of the story, props to Reggie Bush. And this I, is love how we want, I love how we went from like whole wrestling thing to, to Reggie Bush. This is why we need notes, love. Mark. This is why we need notes ahead of us. We're getting off topic. Let's get, <laughs> let's get into uh, some TV takedown. It's time for this week's. TV Takedown. All right, Mark. Time to talk about my favorite subject, TV. What was your takedown this week? You know, I, I have to say there is one thing and one thing only that really stood out to me this whole week, and it's not even close. I'm going back to Monday Night Raw. The Fiend and Alexa Bliss just continues mm-hmm. to be money. Dude, like, I mean, like how they came about to be on Raw. Uh, seeing. And, and I have to give props to Alexa Bliss. I, I feel like there's no one else in that roster could do what she's doing right now to play that character so well. You're, uh, she's creepy. You're welcome. She is so damn creepy, man. Like she, especially like how she's imitating the way that Bray Wyatt moves. And she's a flexible woman, you know. So she can easily do, you know, the the the, the creepy exorcist stuff that that Bray Wyatt does, you know. And they're they're so in sync already. Like their chemistry and how they work together how they work off of each other, it's there. Like, that, that, that's, it's just going to be money the more they go about this. I, I, I'm, I'm stoked for the storyline. It's great. Yeah, I first mentioned it episode 225 with the Too Good, and then I just saw you copy my takedown when you guys were talking about with uh, AJ Pan. So, so that means me. we, both, we both agree. You're we both me. agree. This is a very, it's a very good storyline. It's the most compelling storyline, I think, in all of wrestling right now. 
because it's different. Yeah, I see. I, I agree with that. It's different. It's something new. And um, see where it goes. Just again, don't drop the ball. Don't fuck it up. So far, don't so drop it. But you know what? Here's funny. It's almost like I could tell with writers, right? I could tell with writers when they're feeling a story and when they're not, the writers are feeling this. But they're about having fun. Yeah. Because it's, again, it's different. We haven't seen this before. No. Especially not in WWE. No. So, and, and, and listen, like, Bray Wyatt is amazing what he does. Alexa Bliss is amazing what she does. You pair them together. I, I think you have a match made in heaven right here. It, it, it's it's going to be sick. It's going like, to be twisted. I can't wait for the storylines. Where do they it's, go from here? Is it like, is she brainwashed by him? Is she his follower? Are they falling in love with each other? Are they going to be a power Is couple? she controlling him? Is it, yeah. Is he so enthralled with the Abigail thing? I will point it made me wonder like who's controlling who. I, I think that's fascinating. So there's so many ways you can go about with this. I feel like it's almost you I feel like in a way you have to fuck up on purpose to mess up this whole storyline. Yeah. Because you could do whatever you want with this. Let's see what happens. They're taking their sweet ass time too. It's a nice pace. They're not rushing it, they're not taking too long. So so far so good. And the facial expressions, man. Alexa Bliss's facial expressions. I say it time and time again. It's money. It's there. She has a creepy smile. And props to Andrade and Selena for selling it so well. But man, like, yeah, you're right. What, what happens next week? I'm I'm curious. I'm going to watch. I'm I'm more invested in Raw again. Yeah, good. I was thinking about the last couple of weeks. SmackDown's been kind of appointment TV for me because you got the whole Roman Reigns thing. You had the fucking Alexa Bliss theme thing. Bailey such a Banks. SmackDown's been pretty kicking ass the last couple months, maybe. It really has. I mean, like, Raw had to take something from them. Because I feel like Raw was getting their asses kicked. Raw was trying. Like Raw, Raw has been better than what it used to be. Yeah, Raw was. And I think Raw was I think trying. A large and they, part weren't, of that, Raw, they weren't failing, but they weren't. No, they just weren't hitting failing. The park. No, I, and I think a large reason because of that is Randy Orton. Yeah, like Randy Orton has been the one thing that's been consistent. And it's not a knock on Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre, I think, is a fine champion. He's just trying to find his footing as champion, and they gave him the, the best villain possible to help him excel as a champion and Randy Orton and you know someone that should have been in the top five to be maybe even number one in the PWI 500 for men I think should have been Randy Orton he's been carrying that brand the whole damn time absolutely I thought she'd been a lot higher than he was yeah no 1000 percent but yeah as you said Smackdown's been crushing that so many good storylines going on it actually felt weird watching Smackdown this week and not seeing uh anything to do with The Fiend or Alexa Bliss I almost forgot for a second. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. They're not SmackDown. What am I watching? <laughs> Good one. What about you, buddy? Let's talk, man. It's My- been a bit. We had a big, big week in wrestling, man. The draft and all that. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about. You know, last four, almost five years of this show, I love covering the draft. My favorite part, part of the year. Feels like a real sport. The draft. Who's going where? What's going on? Love following it. Love keeping track of it. And this year was no different. This year was an interesting draft. The Who one, won? Uh, I think it's a tough one. I'm going to go with fucking SmackDown. Really? Why? They got a lot of veterans. They got a lot of young, up-and-coming people coming up. I just think they have a nice balance. And I'm looking forward to where they go from here. What I don't like about you know, the draft I... this, this year is I know you're not a big fan of the draft. You think it's boring, repetitive, blah, blah, blah. What I like about the draft, it shakes things up a little bit. Right, we got new things going on. Kind of give for like the first sh- like for the first couple of months, maybe shot, yeah. shot of adrenaline. We got some new new storylines, new rivalries, new stuff. This time, you notice the draft just basically drafted the current rivalries onto different shows. 
Now we got Seth Rollins on SmackDown, and then later on we get the fucking Mysterios. I thought that rivalry was over. Like, this had been a perfect way to end it. Right. And then you got right. Buddy Murphy on Talking Smack drafted to fucking SmackDown now, too. So it's like the same shit, different show. Yeah. Like, what? The, the, this is not how the draft's supposed to be. The draft's supposed to separate end storylines, not so continue I, I, on I'm, different shows. I'm all for long-form storytelling, but do you feel like this storyline's dragging a little too much? The Mysterios and uh, Seth Rollins? Yeah. Yeah. Got, right? not, I mean, got a nice little boost matches- with the whole uh, Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy, who, side note, is a kind of a little creepy, because I thought Aaliyah's a very attractive woman, nothing pervy or creepy, but then I found out she's 19. Buddy Murphy's like, what, 33? This this, right. ro- this romance thing is not going to work for me. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like, especially considering, like, all the problems WWE's been having with some of their talent. Definitely didn't have their fingers in the pulse there with that one. Uh, you see all the backlash going on social media about that. I, I, I don't know, man. Like... Again, all for long-form storytelling, but I I think it's time to end it. And the draft would have been a great way to do so, but to carry that on over to a whole different brand, I just it's nonsensical. It it really makes no sense to me at all. And um, I was surprised Naomi got drafted, which means they're separating couples. And then I realized, who cares? They're not traveling anymore. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be traveling until, (laughs) like, I think I read something today. They're not going to think about even traveling and doing house shows until 2022. Right, which is probably the smartest move possible for them. Yeah, so this, listen, this, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make a difference. So if and, anything, uh, they, they could switch things up now. Mark, you're a smart guy here, air quotes. Wow, okay, thanks, Dick. All right, go ahead. What they did this year was the same thing, the rules they did when the first time they did this last year. Pools, draft pools. One night got a certain amount of people. The next night got a certain amount of people to a different show. Right. Why was Lars Sullivan in the draft pool? No clue. Okay, and then why was, I mean, Elias was in the draft pool as well? Like, we haven't seen him in months. Good to see him back. Great to see Elias back. But, like, why was he, then he attacks Jeff Hardy in the first pick of the next round as Elias? It just Completely random, yeah. And, you know, another thing, I mean, like, I, what I was looking forward to with SmackDown, because now the draft is over, right? So with yeah. SmackDown, like, usually after draft, like, people, there's rumors of so-and-so coming back always. And this year, it's been, like, Eva Marie apparently is coming back. I can't wait. Uh, Melina coming back. So, in case when these these rumors of these surprises coming back, it's usually, like, the next show after or the, or the next two shows after. So, either the next SmackDown after the draft or Raw. So, there's usually that big surprise. Because uh, sometimes, you know, it's an NXT call-up, right? Uh, yeah. We didn't see any of that on SmackDown. I was expecting to see somewhat of a return from someone. No returns, and, uh, no NXT call-ups? No, nothing. Nothing. I, I, I thought for sure I was going to see that. Two weeks ago, we had a great thing where Ali's revealed to be the leader of Retribution. Retribution gets drafted to Raw, and they don't even show up? That. What, what, that. Like, where, where, where's Retribution? The fact that they were drafted, I think, is ridiculous. Yeah. Should, I, it, shouldn't they be, like, drafted to the opposite show? Like, Raw doesn't want them. Now that they're drafting them, I'm like, oh. They, they, they should be drafted. And, and then they should just create chaos in every show. Like, listen, go back to what I said before about consistency. This is the biggest storyline where they haven't been consistent on. Like, one week it gets hot. We're like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm interested. And next week it's like, wow, what the fuck are they doing? You just heard it here first. Retribution not being consistent in the eyes of Mark Schwann, which means... The number one on PWI next year. <laughs> and I hope so. I hope so. Because, like, listen, an audience, any audience, they want, they want to see some sort of consistency going. And especially for a storyline, which has, I think, in my eyes, a lot of potential. Has a lot of potential. Speaking of retribution, poor Mercedes Martinez is no longer part of retribution? Wait, what? When did that happen? 
Yeah, she's not listed as part of the club anymore. Her name's not listed. And the graphic, her picture wasn't listed anymore. It, she got dropped for some reason. Or maybe she asked, hey, these are the names you guys are going with? Oh, God. I'm out. I don't, I, I don't blame her on that one. <laughs> maybe she volunteered to be out. Who knows? Because Mercedes Martinez is very damn good. You know, so like, she doesn't need like this type of gimmick. And uh, even me, I am. Like, I, I don't necessarily know what's going on here with these these crappy names. These I, I call it Snow White names before. I mean, that's pretty much what they're getting. These wrestling Snow White names. Also, Slappy. Who is it? Slappy? I don't even know. Slapjack. Slapjack. It's ridiculous. Stupid. And there are some names who were not drafted, Mark. Some names, they're not eligible to be drafted. They're injured, whatever reason, the legends. Andrade not drafted to a show. I was surprised. Selena uh, Vega drafted to SmackDown in the post uh, on Talking Smack. But Andrade not drafted. So I'm hearing different things about Andrade. So apparently, I heard one report saying that Vince McMahon uh, is pretty much giving up on Andrade. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard, I heard that. But then I also heard that Entrade might be going to NXT, going back over there, which could do him some good. And uh, another report I heard is that he's injured, or, or, or no, not necessarily injured. He's going for uh, he's going for some sort of surgery, surgery, but it's his choice. I mean, good for splitting him up with Angel Garza. I think they're done as a pair. So I think he just and SmackDown will be a lot, will be the logical choice. But going back to NXT, I can see that as well. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I see a lot of potential with Andrade. I just don't see it yet. I, I don't see, like, uh, I don't see all the tools yet coming together for him. I, I think he could use a little bit more work. And, I, you know, of course, NXT would be the place to do that. Also, I missed NXT TakeOver a couple weeks ago. Now, with Marl gone, Mark, that leads you more inclined to watch NXT. What do you think about this whole Capital Wrestling Center how the hell is that the Performance Center? I was shocked when I found out that they transformed the Performance Center. This thing I saw on TV for the last, what, seven months, and now it's a wholly different look to it? Props to them. They, they completely I'm transformed not, it. I'm not liking it, man. I, I feel like it doesn't fit with NXT's vibe, personally. Triple H said it does. That's why they didn't want to go to the Thunderdome. They did this, this because it fits more of the NXT vibe. Well, I mean... Listen, Triple H is getting paid way more than I am. He's a professional way he does. So if he thinks it works, it works. But for me personally watching it, I just feel like it doesn't necessarily fit the brand. Uh, I, I feel like the, the like the the, the the crowd that they had over there kind of fit that. Because like NXT is just like a gritty show. They had a crowd too. I was surprised that they mixed it with the crowd and the, the They did mix walls. it, yeah. But I was like, I'm, all right. I was curious because I didn't know, understand. I thought it was a whole new arena, but then they went to... That's the performance center. Holy shit! Where was no, this? No, props. You know, listen, props to the props to them for making that work. I mean, yeah. So the, I thought it, they did a good job transforming it. I, like I said, I didn't even recognize. Oh no, yeah, it. no, one thousand percent. I agree with that. I think it does give the show I, new I life too. Gave it a new life with the brand. Listen, going back to draft real fast, I do have a question for you. Um, which wrestler do you feel like won out of this? As far as like switching the brands, like who do you think like benefits from this the most? I am going. I have to listen in front of me. Hold on. Um, I might have to say uh, Big E. Big E, as far as staying on SmackDown? Staying on SmackDown, getting in line for a singles push, because basically teams switch shows, Um, so that wasn't really a big thing, or if they stayed in the same show, for example. Any single star that got drafted, I don't really see making a big splash. Titus O'Neil got drafted on a show? Titus O'Neil's a Raw raw Talk, Talking Smack draft pick. I don't know why he got drafted on TV, but whatever. Um, Yeah, the only thing is Big 
thing that has any impact on any show, I think, would be Big E because that's a whole new thing. Shocking, surprising, and the only thing that leads to be like, oh, what's, what's the future hold for this person? I feel like it puts all eyes on Big E in a negative way right now because there seems to be a lot of question marks as far as what's going to happen with him next. Uh, not to say he can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think a negative way. I think because he held his own with that, that brawl the with man, against Shane. The man could hold his own, yeah. but, but you know, any mistake that's out of his control, like with creative, for example, uh, it's going to be glaringly obvious. So like, I, I don't necessarily think that brings good eyes on him real fast. I, I think it does bring eyes on him because it stands out. It's like one of those picks. But I, I, I have to say the one pick that stands out to me that I think that, that person is going to benefit the most is Bianca Belair. I think go, her going to SmackDown, uh, I think it's going to elevate her game. She is a woman that definitely has all the tools. She's got a great look. She's got amazing athletic ability. Yeah. You know, she's got a character down pat. And I think with her uh, moving to a SmackDown, uh, to that to that division over there, I think you expect big things for her. I mean, you already see these vignettes that they're doing for her, promoting her in the right way, uh, putting her brand out there to get her to get you behind her. I'm invested. Uh, and I can't wait to see what she does over to SmackDown. I, I think one day you'll see her challenge Bailey and possibly and possibly be her. Oh, she definitely will. She'll definitely be a future world champion. How do you think about them breaking up heavy machinery? I, it was inevitable. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily know what the big deal is with that because, listen, I mean, you had Otis win the Money in the Bank, uh, money in the bank contract, right? Yeah, I got that. So I just, I just it, it, was already be, it was already – the writing was in the wall that they're going to get split. So bye-bye, Tucker? I, pretty much. I think Tucker is the one that's going to suffer the most out of this draft. I, I don't necessarily see what what what, uh, what plans they have for him going to Monday Night Raw. I, you know, you may have a potential with like what happened with the Dudley boys, you know, with, with Devon. They scramble around for a bit and then bye-bye, see you later. So Seth Rollins has been feuding with the Mysterios, first Ray and now Dominic for a while now. Mm-hmm. We had several matches. This rivalry apparently is going to continue to SmackDown. However... The slow breakup, the slow build of the Lucha House Party has been, okay, this is breaking down. Something's going to happen now. And then they get split up with no, like, match, no storyline of, like, oh, they're breaking up. No, they just don't. They're drafted apart now. There's no payoff <laughs> to this. So why did I get in quote? I, I mean, I wasn't. But why am I watching this on TV to try to get invested into the storyline, but then for no payoff? Okay. It's frustrating. Bye, it's Lucha frustrating. House Party. Okay. Yeah. Like, this, this is the problem. Like, you, you know, like... You have so many like, great talent on this roster, on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, I'll include there. But, like, the storytelling is so inconsistent, right? So it makes it hard to care about every single character. Because, you know, back in the 90s, in the, in the Attitude Era, and I know, okay, Boomer, but, okay, like, listen, there was a lot of people on that roster, but you were invested in every single storyline because they gave them all something to do. There were short feuds, there were long feuds, uh, but like in every single feud, though, there was something there that you, that you were like, okay, I, I'm interested. Here, it's not the case. Here, it's inconsistent storytelling. You you have this garbage that you're saying with the, with the Lucha House Party. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan. You know, once in a blue moon, you'll get a gem. Like I was talking about with Bray Wyatt and, and Alexa Bliss. But what did you say earlier? I just hope they don't fuck it up. Yep. Did you say that at any point during the Attitude Era? I hope they don't fuck it up. I don't remember myself ever seeing that. Also, I was a different fan back then, too. But It was a different time, though. Yeah. It was a completely different time. I mean, it, the storytelling was off the charts. It was great seeing Stephanie McMahon. Man, did she look smoking. Agreed. Uh, Stephanie still got it, my friend. Stephanie still got it. <laughs> a big Stephanie McMahon fan. Anything else you want to talk about? 
before we get into some go-home thoughts? No, man. I mean, I, I feel like we're all drafted out. Yeah, I think we so, talked about uh, it way too much longer than we should have. Yeah. So, Mark, Overall, C-. minus. Mark, any uh, go-home thoughts for you, my friend? So, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, well, first off, the most important thing, you know, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. Uh, four, four years ago, uh, sadly, I had a very good friend pass away from breast cancer. You know, but one of her biggest things that she used to do every single year uh, was the cancer walk in Jones Beach. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was, it's called Making, uh, it's from Making Strides on Long Island. Uh, this year, uh, they did, they're doing a, a drive-in version of it. You know, obviously, we all can't be walking around together in, in mass groups. Obviously, very unsafe. Uh, but, you know, guys, any contribution you can, I, I think we all can relate, especially in the tri-state area, to someone knowing someone uh, that is going through cancer or, or breast cancer or whatever. Yeah, if you can, you know, a small donation, even $5 can go a long way. Uh, you can check it out, Making Strides in Long Island or uh, Making Strides. There's different versions all throughout uh, the country, so you can check that out online. Another note, I have a film in a film festival right now, Putty. Did you know that? No one cares. So, wow, th- dude, you're going to cut me off. Okay. So there's, so-, a, so there's a walk. Instead of walking, you get to drive. That's my kind of walk. Sorry <laughs> for that. Oh, go for it, buddy. Go yeah. for it, man. It's for a good cause, dude. Uh, but yeah, listen, I got I to gotta plug myself real fast. No, I. Uh, Do that I in your own film, private time. A film hey. called Blind Spot. I'm ignoring you. A film called Blind Spot. It's in a film festival. It's a virtual film. Uh, sorry, it's an online film festival right now because, of course, again, pandemic. Uh, it's called BBR Film Festival. You can check that out. Blind Spot. Give it a watch. Give it a like. And uh, hopefully we win something. It'll be great. Yeah, what do you win? Actually, I don't know because I'm just an actor. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, cool. Good luck. Is it just in, you, is like small indie movies or is it like legit big movies? No, I mean this is a short film, so it's a it's it's a horror short film festival. So uh, not necessarily sh- oh, for the film festival. Our, our movie is a short horror movie. Oh yeah, do you um, die? But, you never answered my question. Do you die? You have to watch. Um, I'll only watch if you die. You have to watch it. It's I don't even think twelve minutes every time. Oh okay, I can watch you die over twelve minutes. <laughs> I don't want to waste twelve minutes of my time if you don't die. Like if you survive, like in the hero, I don't want to see that. You're gonna be pissed. You'll walk out. Yeah. Granted, it's gonna be in your own home, but you'll you'll walk out. I will walk out. Yeah, absolutely. I will drive, get in my car and drive to Jones Beach and do a walk. <laughs> I do a drive and walk. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, buddy? What do you have? I had nothing until I realized next weekend is gonna be freaking busy, my friend. Next Saturday, October the twenty fourth. We have the biggest pay-per-view of the year for Impact, Bound for Glory. Ah, yes. And then the next night, we have Hell in a Cell. Oh, my God. We have a lot to cover then. We're going to have a lot to cover. Man, you got to do it back-to-back. Oh, man. There goes my weekend. There goes my lineup of (laughs) dates that I didn't have planned until, like, never. How is dating life right now? I wouldn't know. (laughs) You're asking the wrong guy, Marcus. But yeah, next weekend should be a great weekend of wrestling. Hell in a Cell, I'm looking forward to it. I th- heard the main event might be Bailey Sasha Banks, which is well-deserved. It's well, it should be. And uh, Bound for Glory has a lot of good stuff shaped up. So I'm looking forward to that. What match are you looking forward to in that one? Looking forward to Moose. EC3. I think we talked about it before the show started. You weren't a fan of that bit at the end of Impact. But Impact Wrestling 
their uh, cinematic matches are amazing. So they're usually going to like things. I disagree, man. I, disagree. I, I actually hate when they do the cinematic stuff because I feel like they don't necessarily have the production value for it. So to me, it comes across a little bit on the hokey end. I love their in-ring action. I, I think their in-ring action is great. But when they start doing stuff like that, not oh, a huge fan. Of I've never been disappointed with their cinematic stuff. I think it always hits it out of the park. So I'm looking forward to that one. Never, don't really have to I, I feel I, I feel like I need to watch it in an Alamo draft house. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I feel like it, it's, so. it's that type of level. Agreed, but you, agreed, hey, listen, agreed, I mean, there, there's there's there is an audience for that. I'm just I'm just not part of that audience. And you're in the losing end then. And I'm not really looking forward to too much else there. I mean, Diana Perazzo versus Kylie Ray should be good. Yeah, that one I have my eye on. I, I'm investing in this real line. I I love K, uh, Kylie Ray's work. Uh, Diana Perazzo, I feel like is crushing it as a champion over there. Uh, so I am looking forward to that match, especially with, with what happened with Susie. I feel like that's going to come to play. Uh, yeah, she's was going to. Bound for Glory is a great space for it. Yeah. Could spot. we see the return of Sue Young? Apparently she broke her arm at the last... Was yeah. that real or is oh, that... Storyline. So for her to come story back, right. I guess it will kind of make sense, but we'll see what happens. I thought Bound for Glory is when she comes back. So we haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. That would be nice for her to come back then. Yeah, that would be uh, very interesting to see. Especially, hey, it's Halloween time, so... I've been loving the Jey Uso... Roman Reigns storyline, so I'm looking forward to that match as well, even though we know it's going to win. Very unique, very unique. I, I, I quit match inside the cell, so I, I'm intrigued personally. So shape up to be a great weekend of wrestling. Looking forward to it next weekend, the 24th and the 25th. So not next week because we'll take the show beforehand, but the 30th, the Halloween episode. Looking forward to that episode. We'll cover all that action. Yes, our pay-per-view takedowns, what we like the best for each show that, that show so, might just be uh, pay take down I'm sure there's so much to could cover be. could right. be so for markschwan.org I have been your host no 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 no, no. it's yourfavoriteactor.com uh, you can find all my social media links on there so the virtual thing where can people watch that movie again uh, that's going to be uh, you go on YouTube uh, BBR Productions they have a film festival on there so you watch our movie it's called Blind Spot uh, give us some love, please. Great. Check it out. If 12 minutes, it's fine. Uh, I play a psycho killer. Huh. Sounds stupid. Anyway, <clears throat> just kidding, Mark. You just sound, sound like you would be perfect for that role because you are a psycho son of a bitch. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Baby, I hear the bell <laughs> That's not how it goes. <laughs> Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody. <laughs>